0: Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we hammer out topics brought to us by our community. Our question today comes from Bear and Bird 64 Bear and Bird 64 asks, what makes you know for sure that you want to finish a book? I think this is a really, really fantastic question. This is a fantastic question. Let's kind of like refine it just a little bit. Not that that question wasn't good, but just to kind of put in a little bit of an extension on that. How do you know for sure? And it's okay if you don't know for sure, but you know that feeling that I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Like what is it that make that gives you that feeling? Maybe in the first 10 to 50 pages of a book where you're now you're so confident that this is for you, you're going to finish this, you're going to tell your friends about this. You're, you're hoping not to be disappointed later because you're riding high really, right <laughs> now. What's a good example of something for you? Because you have kind of a specific way of picking out books that you're going to buy, don't you? You uh-huh. actually go into Barnes & Noble and read a few pages of something or even more sometimes, right? And then you decide to buy the book. Oh, yeah. Whereas I just, it's a total disaster like i just buy stuff because it looks cool or i (laughs) have heard a lot about it or something i I don't even there's no method to my madness but you have a very refined way of doing it don't you
1: i do yeah well i mean i don't know if i'd call it refined but i basically just (laughs) pull i do i do evan style i saw a tiktok the other day where you're like i bought this book literally because the cover was cool and that's kind of the first part of my process is i pick a cover that i'm like yeah this is sweet and then I'll hop, I'll hop on over to the uh, little cafe section of the Barnes and Noble, or I'll just stand in the aisle, but I, if it's a used bookstore or something, but I like the cafe. And I'll sit down and I'll read a couple chapters, however much ta- time allows. And it's hard to put a thumb on it because there's a bunch of different reasons that I would stick with a book, but a few that come immediately to mind is violence. <laughs> if i get a good fight right away like if we start off in like the chaos of a battlefield i'm into that
0: what do you think it is about that are you trying to, is it is it that so many questions are being raised like what's the conflict here who's on what side what you, you know what i mean like yeah, i'm curious I think about i'm just
1: that. a sucker for the old like good overcoming evil in like a one-on-one or many versus many, many head-on clash. And I really like strategy. Good strategy. I really dislike bad strategy, but I like reading about it still. You know, like Kana Goulden, the the historical fiction writer who does a bunch of like Rome and Genghis Khan books. Those books start off with a bunch of Russian knights walking on their uh horses and they get jumped by a bunch of of mongols who have no right to be beating them they have less numbers no armor and these guys are like big fully plated and they just like take them out because they know the terrain they know uh they know how to shoot bows from the back and they just they out strategy them basically and i was like yep i'm into
0: this so you like it when things are just kicking off right away and the interesting thing about starting with as much action as you want it to start with is that you're so new to this book that you don't even know which side you're like rooting for and so it must not be even that you're you're into rooting for something it's just that the action is there taking place
1: yeah and the likelihood that more will follow is very high (laughs) and also it shows a writer's skill in a large battle and like explaining visuals to me, if I can get a good picture of what's going on in this battle I'm like, okay, he's probably good at explaining like a castle and a babbling brook or other things as well. Cause battles are hard.
0: Yeah, they are really
1: hard. Yeah. to kind of part, the chaos of a huge battle is a difficult thing. And if an author can do that well, then very good. I would say the second thing that jumps out to me is writing skill.
0: See, that's a weird one to say. What do you mean what do you mean by writing skill? Okay, and I don't wanna be a broken
1: <laughs> I don't wanna be a broken record that just always brings this up, but a great example is oh my the name of the wind. Oh my god. I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to. Okay. The book starts off with the silence of three parts, you know? It's brilliant. It's really brilliant and beautiful. And I was just like,
0: boom, I'm into this. But like writing skill could mean so many different I think like readability comes in a lot. You know what I mean? how well is all of this translating to my brain? Or like how clear of a picture is being painted here? I think a a good writer, instead of just saying something happened and then moving on, which is fine, it's not a bad thing to do that, but a cool thing to do is when they say something happened, but tie it into something else or compare it to something else and just pull you even farther into what's going on or like say something that happened and tie it to how that character is feeling, and what they think about it, and just being very aware of this person that's viewing these events happening, and their thought processes, and their ability to communicate those to you in a resonant way. It's so difficult to really pin down what, (laughs) because, I mean, you could make the argument, right, that good writing is just not being confusing. Right, just clarity. Just clarity.
1: I'm more critiquing when I say good writing or or, um, writing skill. I'm more talking about like the uniqueness of the words and how that author's choice of words, their specific selection gives makes me feel whether or not it's like a funny or dark or, you know, like right away in the name of the wind. It's like so much mystery and like, well, what is going on with this man? Why is the third silence so Deep and like hard to hear, and take so long. And it's just like it lets me know that there's someone here with a much with a story to tell.
0: Man, I feel like we could make an entire podcast on just what like what we think good writing is. I almost don't yeah. feel qualified to say. I, I well, can say what, I, yeah, like, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could say what I think, like what I like, you know what I mean? But I don't think I could, I don't think I could make like any kind of qualitative, like, this is good this is bad kind of thing. And and I feel like it sounds like a really wishy-washy answer, like I'm trying not to piss people off or something. That's not really, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just, it's so difficult because there are just things that really resonate with so many people and and not just subject matter, but just words. Just those combinations of words, those sentences. I mean, for me personally, I think that the more immersive you are, the better writer you are. Like the more that you're able to pull me into what's really going on, be that through detailed descriptions or brevity or good word choice or, you know, engaging with the senses of the person that's got that point of view or, or a combination of all of those things. You know, there's whole like college courses <laughs> on how to do this correctly. But for me, like my kind of rubric for it is, am I checking my phone?
1: Right, right. If I'm in a car, can I airplane? Can I hear the plane
0: working? Exactly. And I think that I think that's at least a sufficient answer for like what good writing is, at least for, you know, genre fiction, and things like that, because there's like good journalistic writing, there's really good, um, like nonfiction writing, and things Mm like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that just for our specific like genres that we're talking about, how much am I being pulled into that story by whatever means there are?
1: right i would say another big part of it for me and this is maybe me just loving the same meal over and over and ordering the same meal uh from every burger store that i ever go into it's just uh familiarity i love the same story <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I love i feel like you eat like a ham sandwich every day for like 20 years Do tuna <laughs> oh yeah you oh yeah you yeah, do, eat tuna I do tuna, tuna
1: sandwiches <laughs> every day for lunch
0: but, uh, see that's why i'm so glad we're doing this podcast is because we're broadening both of our horizons totally so totally much.
1: and this is kind of it's funny because i have on my list of things yeah, horizons is, i don't know whatever horizons <laughs> uh horizons is like the phone company
0: no i said for, <laughs> oh, wait, go on, go
1: on. <laughs> so it's funny because i have a contradictory statement within my own notes of what makes me keep reading a book so i have familiarity right over uniqueness <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of true because you can have like a unique look or unique voice or setting or character for a familiar setting or character or story. It's like, okay, this kid starts off by being bullied by somebody and manages to get out by some power he doesn't know rising to the forefront and him like getting out and like, oh, mystery. Okay, the kid is more than he seems and someone visits the village and like, I'm like, you've read that a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, cool, cool. Here we go, baby.
0: But if it's got a cool twist on it, yeah, like that's why uh, I enjoyed Empire of the Vampire so much is because like I've read vampire books, I've read coming of age books, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't read anything that was specifically that. I hadn't read any like vampire hunter school. Right. And, And so when I figured out like, oh, that's what that's what the bulk of this book is about, I was sucked in. And obviously there were a lot of other cool things happening there, too, but. Yeah, I think I feel what you're saying. Like that's that is something that I notice a lot when I, when I'm starting something is is there something here I can latch onto to right. that, I, that I am familiar? Yeah, there's like a good balance of those two things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. I like that a lot.
1: Thank you. A good example of it would be uh, Jim Butcher's Codex Alera books. I know everyone always uh, touts about the Dresden Files, and those are good, but I really like the Codex Alera. And the uniqueness there was same old, same old. You know, kid is going to go off and start some grand adventure who kind of starts in a humdrum little village. Uh, but the unique thing about him is he's you not, he's not unique. Everyone in this world has magic except for him. Right. So much so that like you have to, in order to use the roads properly, you have to use the magic because everybody can do it, but he can't. And so he's super um, stunted.
0: I couldn't get into those. Really? I don't know. I think it was. I actually
1: think they get better as they. As yeah, they go that's on. what I've
0: heard. I think uh, um, I read the first one and I was kind of like, meh, that was alright. Yeah. and then I kind of put them in like
1: a little young adult sort of vibe to them.
0: I've heard that the last like two of them are really excellent. Like they the are. whole thing arcs really well, and I, I don't know. I that's kind of one of my um, I'm starting to to develop like this kind of I don't know if you call it like an unpopular opinion or whatever. But I'm starting to just get like this weird vibe whenever someone's like oh yeah the first three of them are terrible but then the next 12 are really good yeah. it's like well i don't want to <laughs> like that's what what people right. say with um like dresden files they're like oh yeah even jim butcher says don't even bother with the first four of them <laughs> oh, i like the first four i've only read the first four <laughs> uh, but i mean that definitely beggars the question like if you had to eat
1: the wrapper in order to eat the candy bar would you eat the wrapper
0: <laughs> no no <laughs> people ask me all the time if i if uh, if they should read the wheel of time and i'm always like yeah the first six of them are great but uh, seven probably it's first like seven of them are great and then there's like three of them that are pretty terrible yeah but then then the next ones are really good i would just flat out no
1: nah there's so many better books to read here <laughs>
0: oh yeah you're not on team wheel of time We're i forgot not about on that. team wheel of time they're just mm. like
1: eh, we could get into it but we don't need to <laughs> I, yeah we we could do a whole episode on wheel of we time could. we should we should yeah what's one of the things that you look for when starting a book that kind of leads you into the yes and no
0: I think it kind of has to do with my uh, part of my answer on what i think like good writing is i don't even like saying I know. That, well i'm but, interested because you're a little more I mean?
1: critical being a writer you notice things i don't
0: i mean i'm i'm like i'm critical of of certain things but really open about other things too I mean, for me, it's just, is there some kind of promise being made here? Like, is there some kind of, like, how quickly do I, am I on board with what's going on? Like, if it's if it's 200 pages in, and I don't know what the conflict is yet, I don't know what, I've said this a, a few times with different stuff that I've read, where I'm like, why is everyone mad? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I I feel like I'm like digging, I'm digging for some kind of issue here. Like, there, there's a bunch of little issues, but I don't know what the big bad, like the capital B bad thing is here. Right, like Lycanius.
1: Like, like what the hell? Kind of, yeah, kind Who's of like Lycanius.
0: Yeah, exactly, That was a that's a pretty good example. I mean, uh, with the Poppy War, like Rin has a goal immediately. Right. <laughs> it's getting into the school and excelling, and that goal changes, but you're with her as the goal is changing. Immediate conflict. You know, right. Uh, that's I was just immediately engaged with what was going on and even though that that goal is changing and evolving and stuff it's like because you're there with it and you've already seen that that other goal that initial goal kind of manifest and now you're in this story and you kind of like trust these events and the way that they're unfolding you can kind of like keep moving forward through it right have you ever read the keepers by david Douglas? no i haven't
1: they do a really they're pretty good books i wouldn't call them excellent but they're pretty good And definitely worth a read. And they start very, very good. Like the first chapter, a guy, you you get to learn what he is. He's like an interesting take on like a priest paladin fighter guy. And then he goes, sets off to find something mysterious that's happening. And then magical shit like goes crazy in the world. And you're just like, whoa. And right away, there's like mystery. He needs to rush home to like the castle. But he's got a long kind of trek in front of him. So we're like running and hiding. He almost dies. Weird magical things start happening, and you're just like, "Whoa, okay, I'm interested."
0: I think mystery is a really good. It, you know, it's funny you had like just mentioned that two of the things that you really like are kind of opposing each other. It's like I yeah. want, cla- it's like you want clarity, but you also want mystery.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to see things well, but I don't need to know what all the all the moving pieces.
0: I mean, a really good example, like I just brought up, is in Empire of the Vampire. It starts off with the narrator of this story in a prison cell how did he get into that prison cell? You know, it's just not, I mean, it's not super clear about it, but you're about to hear a story that's probably going to lead to this point of him being there. So just right off in the first page, you're like, all right, well, I gotta find out, you know. Doesn't um, Warbreaker
1: begin with the prison cell too? And I think Emperor's Soul too. One thing I will say that I don't like at the beginning of a book is too many characters, or I should, let me rephrase that, too many points of view. If I get like three pages with one guy, I'm like, cool. And all of a sudden he jumps over to a new person. I'm like, ah, I'm still marinating in that old guy. Like, uh, what would you say is your, one of your biggest turnoffs? Someone's mom uh, living. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> this
0: guy's mom is so alive right now. Like, what the heck? <laughs> um, it's not the way it's supposed to be. She hasn't died for five pages. Are you kidding me? Um, like info dumping yeah and it's not like look everybody listening to this this is not a writing class you know what i mean like like i and people say not to info dump all the time and i mean like i don't know how good of advice that actually is because like especially if you're drafting something like info dump info dump everything you know like get Get it all out while you have it and it's just like what i mean by info dumping is it's like you've got something happening right think it's your show
1: don't tell thing
0: um well I mean it's like it's like you're reading and um, like it's like you've kind of got a situation right somebody's somebody's trying to do magic and it's not working or something like that and then you digress into a lot of like world building and and backstory but for like age page, (laughs) for like three pages and then and then sometimes I've seen this before where it digresses again yeah. You know, and then you're it's like Inception, you're like, "Okay, so you're like trying to hold all of this in." Um, I don't like that. I'll nope. take it I'll take it if it's like a little ways in or it's being drip-fed throughout the entire thing like that's really great. Especially um I really like world-building and, you know, a little bit of info-dumping through conversations. That's really awesome when that's happening. But yeah, like if I start something and it's literally just like 10 pages of no Oof. conversations nothing just just going and going and going and i i don't really see that very often anymore i mean you'll see that in you know i mean i think um like Dragonbone chair by tad williams there's like a pretty decent amount of info dumping in that yeah. um it's like a, a it fairly good is. example um
1: oh i did like that series it is good
0: yeah it does take a
1: minute to like get a roll in though
0: I like a lot of action too, and like action can mean a lot of different things. Like, obviously, I mean, you really like battles and fights and stuff, but I think action can be a lot of different stuff. It can be, you know, um, two people arguing. I was it just could gonna be, say that, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it could be someone running from mm-hmm. something or to something. Yeah, it I like be... people losing fights too. Yeah, losing fights is really interesting.
1: A good route.
0: I, I think uh, a really good example of a perfect, in my opinion, like opening for a book is the prologue to a game of thrones i don't remember it remind me oh my god it's in my opinion it's it really is it's brilliant because you've got these these they're these random characters and you never see them again oh i mean you technically see one of them but like you never really see them again ever in the entire series from castle black and mm-hmm. they're out north of the wall and the first line of game of thrones is we should get back you know like we should have we need to leave like we should like why you know, yeah exactly <laughs> and and then they come across this village and it's deserted right even though this kid said that he saw villagers like lying dead in the village right right and then they get there and there's nobody there right and so you're just like what the fuck? what what is going on here and then they all die at the end of the prologue in like this really weird supernatural way and that's the end of the prologue. I'm pretty sure I nailed everything that happens in that. If I didn't, <laughs> did sorry. It's been it's been a second. Um, but but see the thing is, is then it cuts to a brand chapter where the the pace is dialed all the way back down. And now there's so many characters being introduced, and there's so much happening. But if it hadn't been for that prologue, I can't say how interested I'd actually be in that branch chat. it's like there was this promise made that there are things happening outside of just people right. walking into rooms and talking to each other there's <laughs> right. there's like action is going to happen there's a there is a mystery here
1: a promise made is the right words yeah that's you nailed that
0: and that's that's like the, the like i said before i mean that really is the thing that i'm looking for the most is it's like you don't have to have the entire book be about that promise but make it and then you can continue building your world and you can like, i'm cool with even the action just you know, going down, it's it's not going to just be this straight, you know, exponential line of action throughout the entire mm-hmm. book. I don't expect that of anybody, but you got to give me just a little bit. We're talking about the first like ten to fifty pages. I, I would say ten pages actually, because mm-hmm. i I put so many things down like ten pages in. Uh, my my general no, for rule me. is my general rule is a hundred pages. Yeah. Like if by a hundred pages, I'm, I mean if it's a two hundred page book. It's like 50 pages, but you know what I'm saying.
1: I like Like, the thing that you said the other night is pick up a book. I'm going to try this picking out new books is pick up a book and read the 99th page and see what's up because it's probably not going to give you tons of spoilers, but you probably can get a good feel for what this book's going to settle into.
0: When I'm first starting something, it's like I'm not really I don't really care like what the writing style is. Like I just never really cared that much about. It's nice when it's good, right? I mean, that's one of the main reasons I love Stephen King so much is I just think he has such a unique voice it's just mm-hmm. there's just something there's something kind of like he just writes like your your drunk uncle you know and <laughs> there's just it's so long-winded and cozy even when it's terrifying and, mm-hmm. and awful and i like uh, i think joe abercrombie is a magnificent oh, I was writer. Him. magnificent he's so good at what he does but i'm looking for the story that's what i want like uh, i don't think much of brandon sanderson's prose or whatever, you know what i mean? Like i don't think that he's like like i couldn't pick it out of a lineup, you know what i mean? I I wouldn't be able to whatever. But <laughs> but I'll tell you, I've never read 500 pages faster than reading those Stormlight Archive books.
1: Straight like, up, me those, neither. Those
0: pages just fly by. Mhm. I
1: just want to read the first paragraph of uh Joe Abercrombie's um before they're hanged because it's money. It says, "Damn missed. It gets in your eyes so you can't see no more than a few strides ahead. It gets in your ears so you can't hear nothing. And when you do, you can't tell where it's coming from. It gets up your nose so you can't smell not but wet and damp. Damn mist. It's a curse on a scout. It's perfect. He's engaging like all of your senses. You're like, he's scouting? What's he looking for? He's really worried about not being able to see anything. You can see, smell, taste, uh hear his world and we've all been in mist where it's kind of like shrouded down you're like ooh, there's mystery it's just right there i'd be like okay we're at least gonna read 10 more pages if anything we've probably danced around this a few times but characters that i resonate with you know if i think they're particularly badass or troubled or uh have a lot to learn or i resonate with them i'm like okay that guy i get then uh, that might pull me into, uh, inspire me to read, continue reading. They're, they possess a trait that I either have or want to have, you know, like nimble badassness. You know, like if someone's a sword wielding, nimble, like jumping around, doing all this like acrobatic awesomeness, I'm like, cool.
0: You like rooting for somebody.
1: I do like rooting for somebody. Yeah. Especially if that someone's like pretty badass.
0: <laughs> what is it about the badass character that you like so much like what do you i don't
1: know i just like to see uh, good overcome evil i think and i like to be i like to tie my time to somebody who's worth it you're like this guy <laughs> is the master you know i don't want to be about the second best swordsman
0: i'd almost rather read about the second best swordsman
1: oh i love a good victory
0: <laughs> but there's so much more potential there for the second best I know, you know, but
1: you know, I guess the higher they are, the higher they fall. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like they the lose.
0: I guess that is kind of interesting too, though. Yeah, like the 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 better somebody is at whatever, you know, the higher up they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the it's more. Potential every bad for guy them.
1: takes out Worf in Star Trek, right? Because he's so badass, it immediately tells you, like, oh, this guy is super strong, <laughs> or girl, <laughs> That's a good you know, example. or alien, <laughs> yeah.
0: or alien. Yeah, we can totally wrap it up right here. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we will definitely see you next week, of course. Uh, Quick update, if you're still here and listening, um, Chad and I are interviewing with Catherine Arden tomorrow morning, which is going to be pretty awesome. And I'll be meeting up with H.M. Long, author of Hall of Smoke, on Sunday. So we'll have a couple author interviews headed your way. Also, um, I've got an episode coming out uh, where I'm ranking Stephen King books. I've got it recorded, but I still need to edit it and stuff. It's just, haven't really found the time. Um, and then we've got an episode for arm of the sphinx uh sen lena Sen's book two or uh, books of Babel book two i'm so excited uh, to get more into uh, that as soon as we can yeah definitely but yeah thanks for hanging with us everybody hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading
1: have a great weekend bye everybody